1: Spread their sheets upon the ground Just like a wandering tribe And the wise men Walked in their robes Pierre robes Through Lincoln Park The dark was turning The towers trapped and trembled And the boats were tossed about When the fog rolled in And the gas rolled out From Lincoln Park The dark was turning Was turning Was turning the streets of wine but I searched in vain for she stayed
2: park song written by phil oaks sung here so beautifully by pat Wichter, and that is a cut from a brand new cd called this is absolutely real visions and versions of phil oaks pat Wichter exploring the music of phil oaks and we happen to have mr pat Wichter with us on the phone right now pat how you doing just fine, Ron. Huh. How about yourself? I'm doing good, especially that everything's working. <laughs> we're hearing you loud and clear, so that's a good sign. You're, you're, you're that on. That's a good thing. You're out on the road right now. Where, where were you heading to or from?
3: I, I am headed home from uh, Quincy, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. I did a sh- I did a show last night in Western Massachusetts with Reggie Harris, and Reggie and I also did some work in a in a actually in a church this morning. We were leading a service and. Uh, that's something he and I have in common. Yeah. And, you know, we, we sort of meet over uh, some philosophical things and some musical things. And oh, yeah. uh, gospely stuff seems to figure into it.
2: So. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you are one of the busiest uh, people in folk music. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're winding down a, a tour with Brother Sun, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, you're working sure. with Reggie, doing solo work, and now you've got this, this wonderful new CD out. Uh, called this is absolutely real visions and versions of Phil Oaks now I, I know Phil Oaks and his music have always been you know part of your repertoire you you've recorded some Phil Oaks songs in the past um, you've done some songs with with brother son what 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 was was the impetus to to, to create this album at this time um,
3: this album is something of a fulfilled promise that I made long ago to Sunny Oaks, when I was recording my Sunset Waltz record um, in early 2008, I recorded two Phil Oaks songs that ended up on that record, and I actually recorded basic tracks for four more Phil Oak songs. And My idea was that after Sunset Waltz came out, my next record would be a Phil Oaks record. And what ended up happening was, you know, lots of things changed. Um, you know, the Great Recession came along. The, um, I got in some dialogues with Joe Jenks and Greg Greenway about forming a group, and that became Brother Son. And, you know, one thing sort of just, you know, ended up postponing this for a number of years. So, um, so that, that was sort of... The, the, the first part was that I'd, I'd promised Sonny I was going to do this, and I meant to come through on my promise. And the second thing was, it took me a number of years, really, to develop the material, to, to not only identify songs I wanted to do, but to figure out how to do them in a way that I was happy with. Um, and that that's a longer process than it seems sometimes. Um, so... It took a little bit of doing, but I finally arrived at several songs that that felt like not only Phil Oakes, but also felt like me. Yeah. and that's an important part of it.
2: it what I found was extraordinary when I, when you when you told me you're doing the album. You know, I know so many people have been recording Phil Oakes songs as of late. Uh, I guess for very important reasons, but you know, I think the the casual fan knows the songs like like Changes and their are for Fortune, and then some of the others that you know are, are immediately recognizable for Phil Oakes, but you've kind of gone a different path on this album. You've explored some of the, um, uh, I guess they would call them deeper cuts of, of Phil Oakes' music. But I think in doing so, you, you've kind of um, shown really what a diverse and uh, powerful songwriter he was in so many different topics. And at the same time, as you said, you, you've kind of made it your own. Uh, you've, you've given new life to these songs, and, and surely Pat Wichter comes through on, on all of these cuts. Um, how did you determine which songs to choose on this?
3: Um, there was a lot of trial and error, and so I, I, I certainly attempted to do versions of some of the better-known songs. Um, I, I love Pleasures of the Harbor. Uh, I love The Crucifixion. Those are both, I think, probably his two, if not his two greatest songs. They certainly rank up there. But I could never figure out how to do them in such a way that it sounded like, that it sounded natural coming out of my mouth and it sounded natural under my fingers, and it sounded natural the same way my own songs do. So I just never, um, I never became satisfied with those, my attempts at those songs. So I simply, over a period of years, ended up trying a number of Phil Oak songs. And fooling around with them and trying to find ways to make them feel right. And I suppose some of it is my own inclinations when I interpret things. I do like to put my own stamp on them, not just, not just because, not for the sake of doing that, but because there might be some hidden elements in the song that I want to bring out. And so that often works better with songs that in their original versions, have some sort of small um, flaw. Uh, In Phil's case, he recorded, I mean, a number of the songs that ended up on this record were songs that Phil recorded that that had some sort of, um, something that wasn't quite right, you know, he, he, a a piano accompaniment when a guitar would have worked better, a strange uh, tempo or rhythm or time signature, um, some chords that weren't quite right. Some strange production element that just didn't seem right, you know. So I, um, it gave me an opportunity to, um, in reinterpreting the song, to um, I don't want to say right or wrong, but to reveal something else in the song that I felt was hidden by the original version.
2: You did such a masterful job of it too. I mean, it's uh, if you didn't know who Phil Oakes was, you heard these songs. It's. It, it sounds so much part of your canon of, of, of music that you've recorded previously. Uh, it really fits in and uh, it shines out. I, I want to play a song now, uh, uh, the song Knock on the Door. And I, I have to admit, I, I was a, too familiar with this song, too. Could you introduce this one for us?
3: Sure. Um, this is, un- like most of the songs on the record, I took a number of musical liberties with the song. Um, it's one of Phil's very political songs. And it's a song essentially about the history of tyranny and, um, and opening the possibility that we'd consider that tyranny might come to our own country. And so, um, you know, I recorded this song, I recorded the basics on this song in 2008, uh, long before, you know, any of the current political developments. But as it turns out, it, it's surprisingly relevant. Um, I think a lot of us are very concerned when we see a, a lack of commitment to democratic institutions and practices um, at the highest level. And so this song, to me, feels like an extremely important thing for us to be thinking about.
1: There's many new words and many new names The banners have changed but the knock is the same In the war on terror with right on our side I wonder
2: on the door mm, beautiful uh, recording of a Phil Oaks song by Pat Wichter from a brand new CD called This is Absolutely Real Visions and Versions of Phil Oaks we have Pat Wichter with us on the phone today uh, Pat on that recording uh, some, some lovely production work there who, who were the uh, artists that were appearing with you on that recording uh,
3: first and foremost Cheryl Prashker on the drums mm-hmm. um, and Cheryl and I recorded my acoustic guitar and the drums Seven years ago, eight years ago. Wow!
0: Um,
3: and then uh, later on, uh, Chico Huff is on the bass, and Gretchen Schultz singing the the high vocals there, uh, and I played uh, all that crazy electric guitar on there.
2: So, <laughs> And yeah, the Electric guitar, a little bit of a departure for you from, from some of your other albums, right? <laughs>
3: it, 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 it is, although, you know, that's how I started out playing was on electric guitar. I, I, was, uh, I was a bit of a metalhead when I was a teenager, ah. and from there ended up getting interested in lots of other music. But um, I started out on electric, so this feels like a return to something
2: kind of essential for me. Sure. When, when did you discover Phil Oaks for yourself?
3: I first ran across Phil Oaks when I was in college and I was a, an activist um, and was seeking out sort of political music of all kinds and I was listening to all kinds of things from all over the world and ran across Phil Oaks in that context. I actually ran across Phil Oaks partly from listening to Victor Hara, uh, who is a, a sort of political folk singer from Chile
1: mm-hmm.
3: and as it turns out Victor Hara and Phil Oakes had a; f- they were friendly acquaintances, and so reading about Victor Hara, I read about Phil Oakes, and then I went and listened to some of his music. And I ain't marching anymore, and some of the, some of the more rah-rah, you know, put your fist in the air type stuff was. That's what really spoke to me in my in my you know late teens and early twenties.
2: Well, uh, uh, Pat, uh, uh, I forget who I'm calling it to. I almost called you Phil there. Uh, Pat, <laughs> would you mind holding on for one moment? We just have to take a little uh, little break here for the substation sure business. And I uh, want to come back and talk to you some more about this wonderful album. Um, for those of you tuning in, this is 89.1 WFDU Teaneck. I'm Ron Alesco. My guest today is Pat Wichter. And we'll be back as we look at more of this wonderful new CD called This Is Absolutely Real.
0: This segment of WFDU programming is underwritten by the South Orange Performing Arts Center. On Friday, April 7th at 8 p.m., SOPAC presents Bela Fleck and Abigail Washburn. Paste Magazine calls them the king and queen of the banjo. Bela Fleck is a 16-time Grammy Award winner who has taken the instrument across multiple genres. Abigail Washburn is a singer-songwriter and claw hammer banjo player who re-radicalized it by combining with the culture and sounds of the Far East. The pair perform music from their self-titled debut for which they took home the 2016 Grammy Award for Best Folk Album. The South Orange Performing Arts Center is located at One Soapac Way in South Orange, New Jersey. For more information, the phone number is 973-313-2787 and the website is sopacnow.org. Once again, that's Bela Fleck and Abigail Washburn at the South Orange Performing Arts Center on Friday, April 7th at 8 p.m.
2: And we're back. You're listening to Traditions. I'm Ron Alesco, and my guest today is Pat Wickter, and we're discussing his brand-new CD called This Is Absolutely Real, Visions and Versions of Phil Oaks. Uh, Pat, on the CD, you, you've selected nine songs from the uh, Phil Oaks song bag, but there are obviously so many others, and you were talking before about you know some of the ones that you sang earlier and such. As you were going through and putting this CD together, and and obviously it was a long process, was was there a a specific theme other than the fact that these are Phil Oak songs? Was there any connection that you were looking for between these songs?
3: Oftentimes when I put albums together, I simply assemble a bunch of songs that I like and can do versions of that I like. And then looking at the collection, I try to figure out what the theme is. And so that's what happened with this group of songs. And the theme that came across to me from looking at the imagery of the songs and actually checking out kind of the production that I put on several of the songs, the theme to me that emerged was the theme of, of blurring, uh, of the elusiveness of what's real and what's not. And so the title is sort of meant to be used ironically um, it comes from a line in his song "The Trial," which is on the CD, and the the trial sort of has this very phantasmagoric imagery. It, it, it's and it's sort of disturbing imagery. Uh, um, it's a sort of caricature of a trial with you know um, police with switchblades in their teeth and the judge is a grizzly bear. There's there are all these things that are that are not real at all, and you know, and at one point he says you know, to, the, to the listener, you know, this is absolutely real, he says. And I just thought that kind of captures the moment we're in, um, that there, is so many, there are so many things now that are hard to verify. There, the, the, the prevalence not just of fake news, but of, of also people's willingness to believe all kinds of things that are just demonstrably false. Um, and, and, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily exclude myself from that. We're, we're, we're all wishful thinkers in sure. this way, you know, that the world would be as we wish it to be and not as it is. And so in that gap between those things, you know, is, lies the imagination and desire and all of these things. So, so that to me was the theme of the record, yeah. the, the, the blurriness and elusiveness of what's real.
2: And, and I, I think it's also a timelessness, too, when you talk about the, these things. Uh, you know, Phil had so many topical songs that are now, you know, so dated um, that could have been done historically. But the way you've chosen this and you, you've made it so um, contemporary. In fact, you, you did add or altered a little bit some of the lyrics in the Knock on the Door to, to kind of bring it up to date. I did. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as as you as you were recording this, and as, as the events that were unfolding around us, um, were you tempted to to do any other alterations or add more topical songs? Did, did it change your direction with seeing what was happening, you know, in our in our country?
3: Um, it was tempting. the The problem that I always run up against. Um, I I spent I spent my early twenties as a as a full time activist. And one of the things that I learned from that experience, I suppose by negative example, is that um, I I do think it's important for people to have political conversations and for political messages to be out there in the public square. But where I've started to come to here in my middle years is that in some ways, um, even before we get to all of that, we have to find some way of, of, acknowledging and affirming each other's humanity even before we get to the political discussion and so in some ways i think phil oaks's most brilliant contributions some of them are songs that don't have any overt political message but they're just really beautiful well-crafted um, songs with great lyrics and great melodies and so when you listen to something like that you just think oh, isn't that marvelous what people can do? And so if when, when I have that experience, um, it, it feels like a very different starting point than starting out saying, you know, here's what I believe and, you know, we're going to get all the people who believe this together to, you know, to beat up on the people who don't believe that, <laughs> sure. you know, which is how politics operates these days. Right. So well, I was look. I was looking in some ways to sort of do an end run around some of that. Uh,
2: I think you did. A, it was a wise choice there. You know, I, I'd like to play another song now, and this this is one of my favorite cuts on the CD. Uh, it's a song called "I'm Tired." What what was what was it that, that grabbed you about this song? Um, it,
3: this was a song th- that it, I this in my own strange way I think of Phil Oaks as a bluesman. Um. Because my idea of the blues is that it's the music that occurs at the intersection of suffering and transcendence, and so you know, uh, great blues musicians often they'll have these downcast lyrics and then these really kind of upbeat musical settings for them, and the juxtaposition to them is that the you know the um, the suffering is in the lyrics and the transcendence is in the music. And so I when I heard this song, I just thought, oh, this this is a very sad little song. And so I wanted to do something that introduced an element of hope. And so to me, that was putting it in sort of a doo-wop sort of setting. And... Um, And it was also a little bit of an experiment, because I've been singing now harmonies for several years with Brother Sun, and I've been attending workshops by Bobby McFerrin, in which, you know, 200 people are all singing a cappella together, singing improvisational stuff. So it was a way to take all of that experience and turn it into a, a nice arrangement.
1: Sometimes I feel that the world is mine. It feeds on my hunger and tears on my time. And I'm tired. Yes, I'm tired. Every face on the street is as cold as the air, as hard as the pavement. Neath my feet And I'm tired Yes, I'm tired Sometimes I stop And ask myself Oh, why should I be smile on my face to hide all the empty and search for a friend and I'm tired Just,
2: oh, I can't get tired of that one. Oh, that is such a great recording. I'm tired. <laughs> Phil Oaks song. And 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 that uh, if I'm understanding this correctly, that was all you. There's no instruments there. You did all of that. Is that true? That's all. That's all me.
3: Wow. I, I sang. I sang all the parts, and I even did the vocal percussion.
2: That's amazing. Just a wonderful job. Wonderful job. Well, thanks. Well, uh, for those of you just tuning in, I'm sorry you're late. You're missing out on a on a wonderful recording from Pat Wichter. Uh, the new CD is called "This Is Absolutely Real," and it's the uh, songs and. I'm sorry, uh, Visions and Versions of Phil Oaks and, and Pat w- is with us today on the phone. Um, it, it, this is just such an amazing project. And, and you know, you really, I, I think, r- are reintroducing Phil Oakes to a lot of us. You know, I, I've been playing Phil Oaks on the radio since I started doing this. Um, yeah. you know, and hearing uh, your take on some of these songs um, really, I think, shines a new spotlight on both Phil and yourself. Um, it really opens up to it, it, you know we all know him from, as the, that that protest singer the topical songwriter uh, but now you're showing us some 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 different sides of him as well as yourself on this and uh, you know as you were as you were doing this album and researching and I, I know you've been working with Sunny Oaks doing the Phil Oaks song nights for so many years were you um, using her as a source you know getting her takes on some of these songs or, or was it all your own. Perceptions that, that entered into the final product.
3: I, I didn't necessarily um, consult Sunny much about the specific song. Mm-hmm. I, uh, my relationship with Sunny and all the things I've learned about Phil from her played a big role in informing the project. Um, Sunny, over the years, has done everything from recommend various biographies to me to... Um, she even gave me this gift, which I will always treasure. It was a, a collection of Alan Lomax transcriptions of of field recordings, and it had belonged to Phil, and and it had stayed in Sonny's possession after Phil passed. And she gave it to me as a gift, and it was such a great gift because it told me something about who Phil was musically, that he was a guy who studied and was grounded in American folk music traditions. So all of that stuff played a role in informing um, how I understood Phil and his music. Um, I didn't necessarily consult Sonny specifically about some of the songs. Um, Sonny has been very encouraging of me taking the liberties that I take. Um, There was a funny moment where I learned I might have gone a step too far um, on City Boy, which is actually one of the tracks on the record. Phil's arrangement of it was in 3-4 time. I totally rearranged the chords and the rhythm. And at one point I was practicing my new arrangement backstage at one of the Phil Oaks nights. And I finished playing it, and Sunny was across the room, and she looks up and says, Oh, that's funny. Phil has a song called City Boy. And that's that's when I knew if Sonny didn't recognize it, then maybe I'd gone just a step too far. And so on on the version on the record, Sonny's small input there is heard because I I did the beginning and the end of the song in a manner that Phil did it. And then I did my strange rearrangement in the middle
2: part. Uh, well, you know, to me, that's what makes folk music so good. It's not. It's not like your people should always be looking at it. Okay, this is the definitive way a song should be done. They should make it their own, and then, and that's what you you've done on this. And uh, I am so so grateful that this album has come out this year. This is something that I know. A lot of people are starting to play around the country, and I'm I'm glad to to be able to, to share it too. And and I'm so thankful that you've been able to spend some time with us today to talk about this recording. Um, I I do want to ask you before we we have to uh, to, to end our little chat chat here um, about brother son. I mean you you kind of all. Surprised us last fall with the announcement that 2017 was going to be the uh, the final tour for the group, and you're going to be touring, I think, through September or October, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, um, our,
3: our our last shows are first weekend in November.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I, I I kind of almost saw it coming. I saw Greg Greenway released his CD. I knew you were working on something. Joe's working on it. Um, it's it's been an amazing run that you guys have. What what really could you talk a little bit about it and tell us what came to this decision?
3: Sure. It, it's it's really a case that just the, the logistics of keeping the group together are, are just demanding and in, in the long run not sustainable. We're very, very proud of the music we make together. We enjoy each other's company. We get along great. It's just that for the last six years, we've each been on the road more than 200 days a year. And uh, speaking for myself, I'm tired. Sure. <laughs> yes, I'm <Sure>. tired. <laughs> so, um, so we we we've had we had some pretty thorough dialogues about it, and uh, and where we came to was that uh, we were going to finish as a group and go out on a high note. And yeah. it's it's important to us that we do what we do well and that we do it joyously. And if at any point it becomes, you know, a burden, it's really something that shouldn't be done, I sure. think. And uh, and in our case, you know, we have a guy in Chicago, we have a guy in, in Brooklyn, New York, me, and we have a guy in Boston. And so simply getting together to, you know, rehearse or have a meeting already is this is a major production. Right. Um, and the level at which we do this, it's, it's demanding music. It's got to be done precisely. And so the way that the group really works best musically is by working a lot, by doing a lot of shows. And so that's, you know, that's gone really well for six years. It's just that you know, I want to have some more time home. Yeah. <laughs> I want to spend less time behind the wheel of a car. Of course. Um, that's that's just, you know, that's uh-huh. just real stuff. And and I have to, you know, honor th- those needs as well.
2: Right. Well, as I said at the time when, when the announcement was made, I, I was very sorry to hear the, the group coming to an end. Uh, very happy for all the great music you gave us and also very excited for what's Ahead for each of you. And, uh, you know, your first effort out of uh, Brother Son is just superb. And I am sure there's many more great things to come. Um, I imagine with all the touring that you're doing with Brother Son, as you bring it to a close, it's going to be hard for you to do solo shows in support of the CD or or have you been able to schedule any?
3: No, I, I, I we have a handful of gaps in the schedule between now and November, and I've deliberately left many of them blank just out of a need to recuperate <laughs> uh, and to have some downtime. So unfortunately, I'm not doing very many solo shows in support of the record, but the, uh, I'll make sure that it's available at all the Brother Sun shows, and of course it's available online as well.
2: Right, and your website is...
3: It's patwictor.com, P-A-T-W-I-C-T-O-R.com. My last name is spelled like Victor with a W instead of a V.
2: Well, Pat, I, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I know you're, you're on the road right now and you want to get home, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll get you back on the road now, and, uh, and I hope we get to see you again real soon. Um, I want to end with one more song from this, and it, this is one of the... Um, I guess more recognizable songs of Phil's that people would know. It's a song called There But For Fortune. It's always been one of my favorites, and I, I'm guessing it's probably been one of yours too in order to, to, to bring it out on the CD like this. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. It's one of Phil's greats, and uh, and I was happy with the version that, uh, that ended up coming together.
2: Excellent. Well, Pat, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Best of luck with this, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again real soon.
3: Thanks so much for having me, Ron.
1: Show me a jail Show me a prisoner Whose face has gone pale And I'll show you a young man With so many reasons why There but for fortune May go you oh. Show me the alley Show me the train Show me a homeless man Who sleeps out in the rain And I'll show you a young man With so many reasons why There but for fortune may go on the floor Show me the drunken man As he stumbles at the door And I'll show you a young man With so many reasons why There but for fortune may go Country where the bombs had to fall. Show me the ruins of buildings once so tall, and I'll show you a young land with so many reasons why. There, but for fortune, may go. But for fortune, go you all right, Pat
2: Wichter but for Fortune, one of the nine cuts on this new CD called This Is Absolutely Real, Visions and Versions of Phil Oaks. If you're a Phil Oaks fan, I uh, think you really want to take a listen to this one. This is uh, an amazing recording, a, a wonderful new renditions of some songs that uh, you know, not everybody is familiar with. You know, Pat could have taken the easy way out and just kind of done a Phil Oaks Greatest Hits CD, but he chose to really explore the depth and beauty of Phil Oaks songwriting. And I, I certainly learned a few things from, from listening to this one. And I hope all of you will too. Uh, PatWichter.com. And again, my thanks to Pat for spending some time on the phone with us. Well, I'm Ronalesco. You're listening to Traditions on WFDUFM coming up at 5 o'clock. He's, uh, he's due to be here.